Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillahi na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi na tawakkalu alayhi wa na'auzu billahi min shuri anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahmi allahu falamudillahu wa man yudlillahu falahadiyalahu wa nashadu la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu arsaluhu bashiran wa naziran bayna yadayna as-sa'a man yuti allahu wa rasooluhu faqad rashada wa ahtada wa man yahsi ma fa'innahu qad gawa وَإِنَّهُ لَا يُدُرُّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهُ وَلَا يُدُرُّ اللَّهَ شَيْئًا إِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْأُمُورِ أَوَازِمُهَا وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحَدَّثَاتُهَا وَكُلُّ مُحَدَّثَةٍ بِدْعَةٌ وَكُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ دَلَالَةٌ وَكُلُّ دَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال تعالى في الكتاب المجيد قل يا ايها الكافرون لا اعبدوا ما تعبدون ولا انتم عابدون ما اعبد ولا انا عابدون ما عبدتم ولا انتم عابدون ما اعبد لكم دينكم ولي دين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم so the translation of this surah surah al-kafirun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran say of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and by extension actually it addresses to us as well o you kafirun i do not worship what you worship Nor do you worship what I worship. Nor will I worship that which you worship. Nor will you worship that I worship. You have your own deen and I have mine. Mufassin actually have actually given the Asbab al-Nuzul, the, the, the incident of revelation. There's actually two narrations about when this ayah was, uh, surah was revealed. But pretty much they, they are a little different in their uh, details, but they have the same understanding. The first narration is by Ibn Jarir, Abu Hatim, and At-Tabrani. They're reporting on the authority of Ibn Abbas, who said that the Quraysh had offered Rasulullah to give him enough money to make him the richest person in the Makkah. offered him that he can actually pick any woman in Mecca and they can get him married to that woman. I mean, the things actually human beings want in this life. They even offered him the honor, um, I mean, that they can share the power in Mecca as well. And they also at the end, they actually offered that if you do not accept, then we offer you one more offer that is suitable for both you and us. He asked, what is that? They said, you worship our gods for one year and we worship your God for one year. He told them to wait what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal as an answer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the surah, surah al-kafirun. The second narration for Isbab al-Nazul or the, uh, the background for the revelation is by Ibn Jarir, Abu Hatim and uh, Ibn Anabri. On the authority of uh, Ibn Mina Mawla Abi Al-Buhutri, he said that Al-Walid Al-Mughira, Al-As bin Wa'il, and Al-Aswas bin Al-Mutallib, and Umayyah bin Khalaf, 
the big leaders of the Meccan society. They were the, the movers and shakers of society at, uh, at that time. So if you consider that if somebody like the, the status of uh, Joe Biden or the Clintons or the people who are running uh, the movers and shakers of society, they come, they came to Rasulullah and offered him. They said to him, Muhammad وسلم, let us worship what you worship and you worship what we worship and let us share our authority and affairs with you. And if your way is better than yours, uh, if you, our way is better than yours, then you will have shared part of it. If your way is better than ours, then we would have shared it with you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah. So you see that in, at that time, the kuffar, they did provide the, uh, an opportunity to Rasulullah to share the authority with them in the Makkah. And at that point, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we just, we just read uh, about that, right? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that for you is your deen, the way of life, and for us is our way of life. So one of the important aspects to look at this one, that Rasulullah instead of responding himself on this offer of the, uh, share, uh, authority, uh, to share the authority, to share, have a, a partnership in the ruling, and, um, and, and the other things, Instead of responding himself, he actually waited for the direction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this categorical response. So when we look at this uh, surah, this is actually a categorical denial of shirk. This surah is, uh, as described by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is the ones of shirk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered Rasulullah to tell the kuffar that he is not like them. So we're not like kuffar. Because we don't worship anybody except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be idol, whether it be a stone, whether it be another human being, whether it be any, any other thing. We're not like them. And we, we, uh, the, the, uh, we as a Muslim, we are supposed and we had asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Him alone. So when we say that, uh, so, so, so when we talk about worshiping alone of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so what does that mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِعَبُدُونَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the, uh, He has created the mankind and jinn kind for only one purpose. And what is that purpose? It is just to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does this worship mean? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is no other purpose but then to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how does that compute in our parlance? We also know the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that talks about the bunya islam al-aqams, that the, the uh, Islam is actually is established on five pillars. Right? And then we all know the famous hadith, and then that actually talks about the five pillars, including the shahadatain, right? That's the foundation and the four pillars on top of it. So is that the only worship that we are required to do? But that doesn't take 24 hours of a day, our time. So what is it worship? The last says, Nothing else we are supposed to be doing except the worshiping of Allah. So what does this worship entail? So worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also includes accepting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the only legislator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Yusuf, 
Indeed, the ruling or judgment belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Illa. That's the same illa that we use in the la ilaha illallah. There is no God except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that in al-hukmu illa lillah. Same illa is being used. This means there is nobody else has the right, the authority, has the stature to make laws for the human beings. So if somebody in principle accepts anyone or anything or anybody, whether a human being or anybody else, whether this is a legislator uh, in the, the parliament, whether the legislator in the Congress, whether the legislator in any, any other form or shape, or it could be even a scholar, any human being for that matter, if they consider they are qualified or they have the right to, uh, to, to legislate, then that, that person is committing a shirk. And this actually is, is exemplified by the famous hadith of Rasulullah and Adi bin Hatim. Adi bin Hatim is the son of the Hatim Tai, the famous generous person who is actually famous in the history of the Arab and the Muslims as well, who actually was known for his generosity. When his son came to Rasulullah at that time he was wearing a cross on his neck. When Rasulullah saw his cross, then he actually recited the ayah from Surah Tawbah, ayah number 31. And the, 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 the translation of the meaning of that ayah is that, that the, uh, talking about the Jews and Christians, that they have taken their rabbis and the priests as the lords. At that, upon hearing this ayah, Adi bin Hatim says to Rasulullah that, that we don't worship our priests. So Rasulullah clarified that. He said that didn't, uh, didn't the your rabbis and the priests made the halal haram and haram halal for you? And you took it even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not command you to do that? And that action, if you allow somebody to be able to justify or make it something halal haram for you, independent of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person becomes the, uh, you're considering them as a legislator. Yeah, that, part, that, uh, that action tantamounts to the shirk. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they, that they have taken them as their lords. When taking them lords meaning here is that they are the ones who, who are legislating for them. They are making something legal for them or illegal for them in, in English. Because halal haram in English means legal or illegal. So, so that's really the, the important point that we need to actually uh, understand and emphasize that no person or a thing, whether he's an individual or a parliament or legislate, any other legislative assembly or the person is a sheikh or a sheikh or a scholar or even if I try to make my own desires or whims, I don't like this. Okay, if I don't like this, I'm not going to follow this. That desire becomes that I'm actually making, I'm worshipping my desire. And there's another ayah in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, have you seen, uh, the gist of the ayah, that have you seen the person who has made his own desires as his Lord? So if I start worshipping my desire, worshipping desire means that, okay, if I don't like something, I will not do it, even though the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is otherwise, that means that I am taking my desires as my Lord. That becomes another shirk. So whether it's my desires, I'm worshipping my own desire, or worshipping another person, 
or even a group of people who is making the laws for the people. So we need to understand that the only one who legislates for us is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna al-hukmu illa lillah. And if anybody brings the, the, the legislation, that legislation is nothing but a ta'ud. When we need to actually uh, look at our situation right now, we see that, uh, we see that the, the, uh, the, right now the present situation is in a dire need. Of, uh, of distinction between kufr and Islam, and kufr and iman. And this surah is emphatically pronouncing this distinction here. When we look at the Ummah right now, we see that the, we, we all, many of us actually have been influenced by the Western way of life, to the extent that we have melted Islam and kufr into one. Many times Islam has been reshaped to fit the mold of the kufr, unfortunately. Even though the legislative assemblies are a foreign idea, an alien idea to Islam and Muslims, some have even dared to actually uh, say that the, the, since the Islam has the concept of shura, so legislative assembly is nothing but a shura. But the shura does not make something haram, halal, halal, haram. Shura is about uh, to consult on things like, okay, do we need a school or a, or a hospital? Do we need road built over here or there? Or which road to be built first? That's the shura. Not to make something the riba halal or to make the khamar halal. Some, some claim that Islam is democracy because it promotes freedom, it, it promotes accountability, it promotes, it allows, it gives the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the population a right to choose their leader. That's not democracy. Democracy includes the legislation by the human beings. Some people actually say that Islam has, is very similar to capitalism because it allows the personal ownership in, in contrast to the, the socialism. Yes, Islam has the concept of private ownership, but at the same time, it has actually a completely different economic system, which is, which is completely... Uh, different and actually uh, completely contradictory to capitalism. So we need to actually make sure that we have a, have a clear distinction about this topic. And this uh, uh, creating and having legislative assemblies are something that is a very abhorrent concept in Islam. Because if you just think about it, you're allowing the Abdullah, the slave of Allah, the creation of Allah, to decide but the ma'bud or the, or, the, or the creator, the khaliq of the, the whole creation, laws should be implemented or not. Just think about it. So e- even to have our say on those matters is not even allowed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Nisa very clearly that it is not fitting for a believer to have a, a choice in a matter on which Allah and His Messenger have decided. So how dare we do these things? This is, this is really abomination. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah number 3, Allah has already perfected our deen. We don't need any human beings, whether it's a group of people or, or a legislative body or, what, or who, who, whoever it is, to actually have a choice in our matter. He has already perfected our deen. And he has completed his favors upon us and chosen Islam as our way of life. Okay? So Islam is not a religion, it's a deen, it's a way of life. This means that it comes with all the do's and don'ts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already decided for us. It's not up to the human beings to decide for that. 
So indeed, the concept of complete and pure worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seems to be clouded in many minds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Enter into Islam perfectly and completely. We cannot just pick and choose whatever it seems easy enough for us to do it. And then whatever seems to be difficult, we just leave it on the side. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq to follow his deen completely. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the basira to understand the incompatibility of secularism, capitalism, socialism, democracy, with the divine guidance of Islam. The world is yearning to get rid itself from the oppression, the, the dhulm, the, the misery it, it, it finds itself in right now, brought on by nothing but the capitalism and the democracy that we see right now. In other words, the absence of Islam. It is our duty as a Muslims to bring the, the, social, the, uh, the, the justice of Islam to the world. It is our duty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be asking us on the day of judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us to follow his hidayah and actually complete the mission that he has sent us for us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our